good morning and thank you for joining me once again on this Tuesday morning as um, uh, we do our uh, uh, unpacking from the previous uh, Sunday's sermon. Uh, this past Sunday we were in Acts chapter 20 uh, verses 17 through 38. That was the, uh, uh, it was the second sermon from that text and uh, uh, this coming Sunday we'll be back in that text for the third and final sermon uh, that gets us back into the exposition of Acts and uh, uh, here in uh, these verses uh, uh, we find uh, a description and a record of Paul interacting uh, with the leaders, the elders of uh, the church at Ephesus, a church that he had uh, poured his life into for, for three years. So uh, there is an obvious uh, sense of familiarity and tenderness uh, as uh, Luke reflects on Paul's words uh, to these men. And we were kind of in the middle of this section. And uh, once again in, in verse 23, uh, we, we saw again this warning uh, regarding the coming uh, persecution. In fact, uh, Luke wrote Paul's words, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. And then verse 24, but I do not account my life of any value or as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry uh, that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And so um, uh, we uh, went into some detail related to why it is that the unbelieving world is so hostile to those that are under command to love them, to, to love even their enemies, those that uh, speak ill and act ill uh, towards us. We are uh, under the mandate to love them and that uh, Christians for uh, hundreds of years have uh, been involved with uh, uh, works that you might call works of charity, whether they're hospitals or uh, orphanages or uh, uh, food banks and food and soup kitchens and, and on and on it goes. And so uh, why is it that the world is so hostile to us? And, and we uh, outlined uh, some, some of the reasons and, and very simply uh, uh, that um, uh, the Word of God, uh, uh, as the writer of Hebrews uh, tells us, is sharper than a two-edged sword. And so uh, there's certainly, uh, as that sword is, is applied, it, it can be a painful thing. And, and uh, whenever anyone is hurt, uh, they react. And so uh, that doesn't mean that we still do not uh, preach the truth and, and allow its power to work deeply uh, in the lives of the unbelieving world. And, and our prayerful hope is that uh, God would convict and ultimately convert. But certainly that, that uh, word that convicts is painful. And where that word doesn't convict, uh, it, it often uh, arouses consternation. Uh, from the unbelieving world, and so uh, uh, we're under mandate. We're not. We're not autonomous. We're not freelancers. We have to speak the truth, and the truth uh, is is defined, 
and uh, developed uh, beginning in Genesis 1 and concluding in the book of Revelation. And so uh, we must be faithful uh, to, to that truth. And so whatever uh, the obstacles and whatever uh, the opposition. So uh, Paul reminds them also, as we spoke about this business of the whole counsel of God, in that we preach uh, everything that's included in, in the Bible. And um, uh, the, we, we, we try, personally, my, my personal conviction regarding preaching is to preach through books. In other words, the primary um, way that I approach preaching is to pick a book and begin at the front of the book, the first chapter, the first verse, and preach through the end. Uh, we occasionally work in uh, various types of series. We may do a Christmas or Easter series, or we just completed our family series. But probably somewhere around 75% of my sermons are part of a, of a preaching through a book series. And what that does, it forces you uh, to look and everything, you can't dodge things that maybe you think, well, that's difficult. I don't know if people will like it or uh, any of the things that might come into your mind. So we, we preach the, the whole counsel of God. We, we preach the warnings. Uh, we preach the reality of uh, a coming judgment, uh, all the things that uh, uh, the world finds distasteful. We preach them. And then Paul makes this very interesting assessment of his uh, own life and uh, ministry uh, that uh, he was deeply convinced because he had preached the whole counsel of God that he would be found innocent of the blood of all men. And so uh, uh, that is our goal in, in our preaching. Uh, that is what we aim for. We believe that there's a day that we'll give an account. And uh, so um, as I mentioned, while I certainly want the approval of the congregation and, and I serve uh, by permission from the congregation, uh, were they to withdraw that permission, I would no longer be in uh, this particular pulpit. But ultimately, we preach uh, to be faithful to the Word of God, uh, to, uh, to receive uh, the approval, the affirmation of God when we stand before Him and give an account. And so uh, uh, that's some thoughts, uh, some additional reflections from our, from our text this past week. I, I hope uh, uh, it was helpful. I hope it was useful. And uh, we look forward to, to seeing you uh, again tomorrow as well as seeing you uh, this Sunday at North Clay.